hello everybody glad you're all here i have something very interesting for you today coming to you from the beating heart of cajun country in south louisiana weather mardi gras is not the only season that we have to be excited for a party down here because it's crawfish season too <laughs> that's right this is the down south it podcast my name is clark and on today's show which is going to be an interesting one because Everything I'm going to talk about really hasn't happened yet. Normally when I do a podcast, it's on something new that's just about to come out or has been out for a while and we're just trying to explain it. So this is going to be something a little bit different because none of it has actually come to fruition just yet. So that's going to be kind of interesting to say the very least. So with all that being said, what are we talking about today? And that's going to be artificial intelligence. And before I get into all of that, I just do want to remind you, check out the website, downsouthitpodcast.com. Got all, a whole bunch of cool things up there to read, including the new newsletter that I'm going to start. I got the first one up there already. And mostly what this is going to be is going to be like security issues and phishing scams and things like that, just to make you aware of, you know, because there's, there's always something going on in tech with people hacking computers and databases and things like that. So basically this is just going to be something that kind of, you can check out. It's going to be every couple of weeks, maybe every three weeks, something like that. I haven't exactly figured out the timeline on when I want them to come out. I do have one up there right now and newsletter. I'm actually calling it the defender newsletter. So once I figure out kind of the timeline of when they're all going to come out, I will, of course, let you know, but, uh, you know, like I said, I'm still kind of feeling out the frequency of them right now. And what I'm thinking of is kind of along the lines of doing that like every two weeks, but on the off weeks that I'm not having to do the podcast. So something, you know, something a little different just to try to shake things up a little bit. But so the first one is up on the website right now, like I said, down south it podcast.com. If you go to the top of the page and you hover over the home link, the newsletter link will pop up. If you don't want to do that and just want to go straight to it, it's down south it podcast.com forward slash newsletter. And that'll take you straight to the page and you can get to it right there. And of course, once I get everything going with it, I'll probably do a little bit easier link to that, you know, once I get it going. So you can also check out the Facebook page at Down South IT. Give it a like and let me know you stopped by. Of course, I'll be posting stuff as far as the newsletter goes on there also. And of course, this podcast is sponsored to you by who the hell am I kidding? I don't have any sponsors. But if you know anybody, you know, I'm, I'm just saying. So AI, what exactly is it? Well, Wikipedia's definition is actually fairly decent in this case. And their definition is, in computer science, artificial intelligence, AI, sometimes called machine intelligence, is an intelligence demonstrated by machines in contrast to the natural intelligence displayed by humans. Leading AI textbooks define the field as the study of intelligent agents, which means any device that perceives its environment and takes actions to maximize its chance of successfully achieving its goals. Colloquially, it's the term artificial intelligence is often used to describe machines or computers that mimic cognitive functions that humans associate with the human mind. 
such as problem solving and learning, which that's actually a fairly decent explanation. And, you know, Wikipedia normally doesn't disappoint, but sometimes they do. So, but basically what it says is that any computer or machine that has the ability to perceive its environment and decide on an action to take based on an achievable goal is AI. The other way that is defined is that a machine or computer mimicking human intelligence is being able to problem solve or learn. Now, to be honest, I kind of disagree with that the first part would actually be AI. I would consider that more machine learning, which is a very, very simple version of AI, but not a true version of AI. Because we have devices all around us that use machine learning all the time right now. I mean, if you have a Nest thermostat in your house, it has machine learning built into it so it can be the best judge of temperature based on the changes you've made in the past. Now, in AI terms, it's very basic learning, but it's still there. Now, smart cars and self-driving cars are probably the most complex that we have right now. They take in data from the environment, and based on that data, they make the best decisions on how to get to the destination that you put in safely. Now, in the case of self-driving cars, there are hundreds of thousands of lines of code, sensors, actuators, algorithms, all these things have to work in sync for things not to end up in a smoking heap on the side of the road. Now, the push for things like this is really, really high right now. I mean, it's immense. They got so many people trying to do self-driving cars right now. And no matter how good the code is, no matter how good the sensors are, you know, the software, whatever, it doesn't matter. Because there are always going to be problems with self-driving cars because there are human drivers out there on the roads. Now, if it was all smart vehicles, if that's all it was out there, they would know where each other were. They would be able to anticipate moves, the whole nine. There wouldn't be very many issues at all, more than likely. But because of the human element, there's always going to be problems. And mainly because humans make mistakes. We don't pay attention. I'm, I drive a lot for a living, and I see it on a daily basis. So it's not necessarily that the cars are going to be the problems. It's going to be other drivers. So, But on the other hand, the cars on occasion do make bad decisions from time to time because of the inputs of humans. So it's not necessarily the car's fault, but, you know, it's the code's fault. It's the program. So even in a way, we're still kind of responsible for it. Now, I'd mentioned algorithms a little bit ago. And that's really what makes AI work. Machine learning uses short instructions to calculate things based on input. Now, an algorithm does something close to that, but it just uses a lot more instructions because there's a lot more variables involved. So if you take a simple set of instructions from machine learning and you put 8, 10, 15, 20 of them together, then that would be considered an algorithm. So think of a flowchart to make things a little bit easier. If you use a flowchart, I'm sure many people have seen them in boardrooms and different things like that, you know, at work. Use a flowchart to, to find something, okay? You got a couple of different variables, either yes or no answers. 
And after three to four steps, you arrive at a solution. But in the case of an algorithm, you may have 20 different variables that you're trying to take into consideration. So you have 20 different yes or no answers that all could have different outcomes. And from there, you're looking at 60, 80, maybe 100 steps before you get to a solution. So an algorithm is going to be a lot more complex than a code for machine learning. Now, I did take a couple of examples of some flow charts, and I have those up on the show prep. So you can go check those out just to kind of give you a visual idea of how complex some of these things can get. And this is a very simplified example of both. So I have the very simple flow chart for, you know, that would stand in for the machine learning. And one that's a lot more complex that would stand in for the, the algorithm. So if you want to check those out, they're on the show prep. The link is right underneath the embedded player on the homepage. You can check that out on the website. So what's the big deal with algorithms? I mean, we hear that word a lot. You know, Google uses them. Facebook uses them. They're, it's pretty much everywhere. You know, somebody's using an algorithm for something. Well, in this case, the really advanced algorithms are created to where they can actually learn. So depending on the outcome being good or bad, the good outcomes are weighted a little more. So the algorithm will tend to make that decision again in the future because the goal either it was it was able to either complete the goal that it needed to achieve or it got closer than it did on a previous attempt. Now, the data that certain outcomes are called, you know, certain outcomes that are good and they tend to make more often. That's called heuristics. Now, as you may know, if you've tried to remove spyware from your computer at some point in the, in the past, that's one thing that these spyware cleaners do is scan for files, folders. They look for different ports that are being used on your computer going in and out. And they use heuristics to be able to scan to know, okay, this is something that we've seen before. It was known spyware, so that we're going to shut this down. And that's basically a lot how a lot of these work. So how do we know all of that? Do the things that we have now qualify as AI, artificial intelligence? Well, under the first part of the definition from the beginning, I would say yes. The second part, no. We haven't gotten to the point yet that AI can mimic human thought and problem solving just yet. We're close. We're damn close. But we aren't there yet. I would say probably in the next three to five years, we'll have a actual true AI that'll come out. And like I said, it's really, really close already. But that last push is what most of the tech companies out there right now are pushing for. So what if I told you that if I gave you the red pill and told you they were... Uh, other types of AI. Now, the ones I'm talking about are AGI and ASI, are artificial general intelligence and artificial super intelligence. So, what's the difference between these two and the regular AI? Well, let's get into AGI and ASI and kind of talk about what they are first, and then we'll run through the differences between the three. Now, AGI is an AI 
that has the same ability as human thought. It can learn, it can work out complex problems, and it can generally, you know, it would be be able to compete in the same task that you or I would on a day-to-day basis. Now, some of the most renowned people in tech fields came up with a few different tests that you could use to see if something actually would qualify as AGI. There's a Turing test, which is a machine and a human both converse sight unseen with a second human who must evaluate which of the two is a machine and it'll pass the test if it can fool the evaluator a significant fraction of the time. So this doesn't actually say what intelligence would qualify as only knowing that if something isn't that if you knew it was a machine that would disqualify it. The next test would be the coffee test. And basically this test would require a machine to enter in an average American home and figure out how to make coffee. So it would have to find the coffee machine, find the coffee, add the water, find the coffee cups, brew a cup of coffee by pushing the proper buttons and setting the machine up. So that would, you know, you, you it's basically complex problem solving. You got to find all of the parts that you need to do. You need to find the different machinery to get the coffee to work. And then you need to be able to complete the task by brewing a pot of coffee. The next test is called the robot college student test. And that's basically exactly what it sounds like. A machine would enroll in a university. It would take and pass the same classes that a human would. And it would be able to obtain a degree. That's basically the extent of that test, which that would be very complex to do. Next, the employment test. This is when a machine would work in an economically important job and performing at least as well as humans doing the same job on a day-to-day basis. So it's really kind of basic stuff for these tests. But if a machine can do these, then it would be considered to have artificial general intelligence. Now the rub is that for a machine to be able to perform these things, then you could start to bring in that argument of sentience where the AI was being aware of itself. Now, most science fiction that we have on TV and movies and books says that AI sentience will basically be the downfall of mankind. Now, I don't want to get into that argument on this podcast unless it actually happens or is about to happen in real life. But with machine learning, AI, or even the more advanced ones, general and super intelligence, you do get out of it what you put into it. So it matters who is doing the programming. You put good in, good comes out. Garbage in, garbage out. So now, granted, code can be manipulated. Things can be hacked. Things can be changed to change the outcome of the AI or the desired result. But if you think about it, people can be manipulated and changed over time, too, in the same way. So it's a very existential argument. And I think that's probably best left to people who are slightly smarter than I am. But in my overall opinion, you get in what you put, you get out what you put in. So now that we've taken that little detour, let's kind of jump back in a little bit. 
Now, the main difference between the types of AI comes down to what it can do compared to people. Now, in regular AI, a computer is only concerned about completing whatever task or goal it's been told to. So it has a set goal and it has to achieve that goal, you know, by hook or by crook, depending on how it's been programmed, of course. Now, in AGI, in artificial general intelligence, the computer is basically able to function and learn and complete a lot of different goals to a sufficient degree while it's able to solve problems that come up along the way and figure out a way around the problem to still be able to achieve the ultimate goal. So this would be the same as what we would be able to do. That's kind of the, the test of the robot college student. You know, there's a lot of different goals that you have if you're enrolled in college. There's tests, there's quizzes, there's, you know, other things. So to be able to do all of those, do them successfully to a good enough degree to be able to get an actual degree. Now in ASI or the artificial superintelligence, the computer would still have the ability to do the same learning, the same problem solving complete the same goals that we would in, in the previous test, but in one area, it would be better than all the best minds in that field. So basically, AI would be able to drive your car, get you to a destination. AGI would be able to go to college and earn a degree, keep a job and do it to a satisfactory you know degree. But ASI would be able to go to college, get a degree, get a master's, then get a PhD, and then become the f best physicist on the planet and definitively solve the biggest mysteries in physics from the last century. So where does that leave us <laughs> in all of this? Well, since AGI and ASI are kind of a good ways off in the future, there's still you know a lot of governments working on it, not only in the U.S., but in China, Japan, Russia. And from what I've understood doing research on this, there are breakthroughs that are happening quickly. And Google here in the U.S. is probably the closest to the AGI breakout first. Now, there's a lot going on with AI as well. And that's probably, like I said, probably a feasibly three to five years away as a true AI. But as I mentioned earlier about self-driving cars, you know, since that will be one area that's heavily being worked on right now. But a lot of one of the other main areas that's getting worked on right now is the medical field. Doctors are beginning to use tech like this and AI or at least advanced machine learning to help them diagnose cancers and other diseases and do that more quickly and more accurately than they can on their own. The Watson supercomputer was kind of the inspiration for this. They use it right now to track weather patterns and different things, but they also taught it a version of it to be able to read CT and MRI scans. So it can scan through millions of CT and MRI scans to be able to give near perfect diagnosis and record time. And things like this, as they move forward, you know, if the diagnosis that the computers are proven reliable, then they may have a time that we will go to the doctor when we're sick 
but we're going to ask more about what the computer thinks than what the doctor says. So we may end up trusting the machine doctor more than we trust the human doctor. Now I said, that may be a few decades away because it's going to take a while for these things to get into the mainstream. But at some point, it may happen. So that's something to kind of look forward to, I guess. It depends on your theory of where we're going. So it'll be an interesting future, at least. You know, I have no doubt about that at all. But will it be what science fiction tells us that it's going to be? You know, will we have a HAL or a Skynet? Or is it going to create something along the line of Tony Stark's Jarvis? You know, something that's going to help help us no matter what we could attempt to even think of. It can help us with it. Only time will tell. But as I've said before, garbage in, garbage out. So right now is probably the best time that, you know, you want to ask the creators and the people who are actually doing the research on this. You know, what are your intentions what do you want this thing to do ultimately? Because depending on that, that'll give you a good idea where all of this is going to head. So the time to start asking questions is now. I do want to take a second to thank all of you. The podcast has actually broken the 4,000 stream mark. So thank you guys for doing that. That's awesome. I never thought I'd get quite that high this fast. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was probably going to take at least another year, but we did it. So thank you very much for that. The website is actually almost about to break 5,000 views. So again, thank you for that too. That's awesome. Can't do it without you guys. So I really, really appreciate y'all doing that and supporting me by listening. I really appreciate it. Y'all have no idea. So on that note, don't forget to check out the website, downsouthitpodcast.com. You can check out all the stuff there, the Facebook page at Down South IT. Always putting stuff on the Facebook page, um, the YouTube page. So I'm all, I'm supposed to do another video here soon and upload it. But being that I'm going to be going out of town here shortly, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to upload it until after I get home. So we may have a little, little lull in that. But as I like to end every podcast... And after this podcast, I'm really and truly hoping that it stays true. Technology can replace the work of many people, but it can never replace the work of one extraordinary person. So go out and be extraordinary today. Thank you all again for listening. You guys are awesome. I'll catch you next time right here on the Down South IT Podcast. Later. Later.